Update. Just found out it wasn't our office cleaner that was stealing our stuff. I must have forgotten to take it out of my car. So, Senorita Marguerite, I am so sorry. And if you ever get back into the country again, you can have your job back. Well, with a probation period. I mean, you are a convicted felon now. Hello, and welcome back to the only show to make Betty White our spirit animal and Andy Dick our spirit roadkill. Here on the Peter Pod Network! Hey Podheads, welcome back to episode 17 of the Peter Pod Network. Make sure you follow us on all the socials that matter. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, a bunch of other shit. I don't know, find us out there. We're pretty much everywhere. Uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. As always, you can find the archive at peterpodnetwork.com. And if you want to send us a message, thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com to let us know how we're doing. Did you hear something you liked? Something you hated? Did you want to try to get in my pants? Let us know. Maybe I'll send them to you. Anyways, back to the show and enough with the shameless plugs. Uh, let's see. This has been a wild week since Roe v. Wade was overturned. We got people yelling about forced pregnancy and forced birth in almost every city in America. And God knows where the fuck forced pregnancy is. I don't know. And their counterparts who were forced to ruin their Sunday mornings every week because I guess God's a dick. Well, they're out yelling in celebration that abortion is now illegal. Well, it's not. It's not at all. Honestly, I have no idea what either side is bitching about on this one. No one outlawed abortion. Not even a little bit. The United States of America's highest court decided that they have no business deciding if you should have an abortion or not. That's it. Now it's just up to states to decide. Like, seriously, go go piss them off. And I know what you're going to say next. Believe me, I've been hearing about this all fucking week. While every pro-lifer is cleaning up the mess they made in their pants when the verdict came in, and I'll say it again, for really no reason, now every pro-choice supporter thinks it's going to be so much harder for women to go get an abortion. Really? I mean, first, yeah. I'm pretty fucking sure Mississippi and Alabama may stare into that skid on this one and many others and outlaw abortion in their state. No duh. I agree. But seriously... Five years ago, the same people seeking abortions were also the people willing to drive across the goddamn country to buy a legal bag of weed. If you can drive across six states to buy a pre-rolled blunt, then you can go an hour down the road to get rid of the mistake you made when you didn't make Jacqueline, who works at the local dollar store, or half the people on your high school football team, wear a fucking condom. Let's actually have an honest moment here. Why the hell are you Republican and Democrat militaristic nutbags constantly blaming each other for taking a side. You might want to look a little closer to home on some of these subjects. I know plenty of Democrats who think abortion is horrible, and I know plenty of Republicans who should have been aborted. That's right, folks. Send your hate mail to thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com. Now, here in New Hampshire, we have our own protests. We had them in more cities and towns than, frankly, we even knew we had cities and towns. No, we hadn't had the sizable crowds and public hysteria that the country's been seeing in, like, D.C., New York, Los Angeles. In fact, hilariously enough, as proven by our Manchester adventure to the Elm Street protest last week, 
the actual protesters are very few. Most of the people we saw either gave up by 7.30 or were massively drunk onlookers who wanted to yell and get carried away and basically join a party that was happening in the middle of the road. There were definitely some protesters, but it definitely seemed like there were more guys who were just trying to get laid and ladies who had too much to drink. Oh, and thank you again to the lady in white who, in all her drunken glory, gave us one hell of a very surprising upskirt shot on our video. While she flopped around either making love or fighting that car, and we're still unsure as to what she was doing, uh, but whatever it was, you did have a lot of rhythm. Good for you. Please, though, don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about both sides when I talk about this shit. The pro-lifers and the pro-choice New Hampshire protesters. You both kind of let down your costs last weekend. The only prize either of you deserve is the half-assed award of 2022. And your trophy was presented to you by Owen Wilson. Yeah, that was a suicide joke. Hey, if he had gone through with it, we would have had one less movie starring Jennifer Lopez. And wouldn't that have been the best gift to give to everybody? Plus, no more Owen Wilson movies. It's like a gift that keeps on giving. Please send your hate mail to the Peter Pod Network at gmail.com. That was actually pretty good. Okay, so folks, we're going to uh, continue on after this. we got a commercial for you, and then you're going to hear the brand new theme... That's right to the all-new Search for the Brown Noise. Right after this. You, you, you should do some heroin. This heroin is good. I like heroin. Uh, I'm doing heroin right now. It's good stuff. You want to chase the dragon, man? Come chase the dragon. He's pink. He laughs, he's like a cartoon character. Just telling you, man, heroin's great, man. Heroin's pretty great. If you or someone you know and love would like to go ahead and get their grubby little hands on a fat bag of heroin, come on down to the street corners in Manchester, Concord, and Nashua. Which street corners? Pretty much fucking all of them. Come on down to get your fix and maybe even die on a sidewalk. That's right, come get your heroin on the street corners of Manchester, Concord, and Nashua. This is a parody. Don't actually do fucking heroin, you retard. Brought to you by the council that tells you to go fuck yourself. Just like there's a sound out there It'll make a glass shatter If played correctly and loud enough So too, you music theorists believe There is a sound out there Where if played correctly and loud enough Will make you shit your pants No, not joking though I really think there's a sound out there Just make you shit yourself as soon as you hear it Just, just like that Anyway. Try to play the brown noise tonight So you can maybe shit yourself In the name of science! Breaking news, folks It turns out the fabled brown noise May have been found 
scientists are learning, that's right, scientists of all people are learning that music theory search for the fabled note that would make you shit your pants is actually a reality. For some folks it's a note, for some folks it's a tone, a phrase, a keyword, and for some people it's a news broadcast announcing that they were just caught molesting their kids. Now we have it right. We're gonna try to play the brown noise tonight So you can maybe shit yourself In the name of science! The brown noise and its effects on you. That's right, folks. The brown noise, the newly discovered sound that may make you shit your pants. Whether you're little Timmy at school, shit in your pants. Whether you're Big Jenny over in college, shit in your pants. Whether you're Owen Wilson about to eat a handful of pills, you're still gonna shit your pants. Cause that's what you do when you die, shithead. to play the brown nose tonight so you can maybe shit yourself in the name of science hey everybody welcome back to the all new brown noise actually welcome back to the all new brown noise where we try to see if we can make someone shit their pants we gave up on trying to make all of you shit your pants because well, frankly, how long is that fucking going to take? And that bit just gets old fast. But, as you heard with the new uh, theme song there, we are trying something different. So, without further ado, why don't we see if we have something that will make someone shit their pants. So, for the search of the brown noise, here we go. Uh, turning sad note, Saturday, July 2nd, Battle Creek, Michigan, tragedy struck when the shockwave jet truck traveling down the runway at 300 miles per hour exploded, killing 40-year-old driver Chris Darnell. That's right, folks. Chris Darnell decided to strap two, that's all right, count them, two jet engines to the back of what looked to be a semi-truck and then propelled that motherfucker down the track at th over 300 miles per hour until he of course, went boom. Now, we know Mr. Darnell probably shit himself, because, as we heard earlier, that's what happens when you die. But also, I'd imagine the people sitting at the end of the track watching this thing come barreling down at him and then just turning into a big-ass fireball might have had to check their underwear when they were done as well. So, as we were saying, this is the search for the brown noise, and I think we found a good one. So, from all of us here at Search for the Brown Noise, Peter, Gretchen, Will in the back, have a great night. Stay tuned for more Peter Pod Network. Welcome back, folks. This week has been an interesting one, as it wasn't just the Supreme Court that took the headlines. Uh, let out a little vomit if you heard this one already. Another possible victim has come forward in the EMT pedophile case that has been floating around New Hampshire news these last few weeks. Former EMT Todd Burnham was apparently busier than we all thought, as the fourth victim has come forward accusing the former emergency medical technician of drugging and raping them as well. Looks like it's a bad day to be Todd this week. Burnham has been indicted on 27 felonies so far, including aggravated felonious sexual assault, 
felonious sexual assault on a victim under the age of 13, which I'm guessing now that's times four, and possession of child sexual abuse images. Over 800 petter-ass pics were found at his home. Which, let's be honest, 800? There are some things in this world that you want to excel at. Having a library that Michael Jackson would jerk off to is probably not one of them. Anyways, as it turns out, prosecutors were all set to offer the kitty diddler a plea deal until lucky victim number four stepped forward and accused Burnham of doing his best Bill Cosby impression. Except this time, the kids really did say the darndest things. Now, this brings up, to me at least, one question for Petterfuck Burnham and the New Hampshire Prosecutor's Office. So, I guess first, Osh gosh, oh my fucking god, why are you trying to shack up with kids? The one great thing I'm proud of the most in this all too long of a life is my fantastic ability to pull out. I know, kids are our future and all the other lies we tell ourselves. But I really don't need the shitty macaroni artwork that I'm supposed to say is so amazing in my face attached to the box I keep my beer in. I'm going to need that beer while I pretend to love the reason my mommy is too tired every night. If I'm putting anything on my fridge, it's going to be a throwback pinup of Jenna Jameson. Not a finger painting that may or may not be made from the contents of his or her diaper. So again I ask, what the fuck is the malfunction you have developed, Todd? Folks, as you can tell, I'm not a fan of hurting kids. Which is also the reason why I bitch about people who dress up like small children to be sexy or just as a fetish. Especially the ones who try to make money from it on OnlyFans or wherever. Why the fuck would you be such a giant piece of shit as to encourage people like Todd Burnham? Before a pedophile learns how to find kitty porn or can get their hands on an actual kid, who do you think they're buying pictures of to jerk off to? Pedos may not begin because of you, but you sure as hell made it easy for them to keep the dream alive. And we all know what you're going to say. Blah, 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 my bank account, blah, blah, blah. Well, congratulations. You're a pedophile magnet. Now please, kindly fuck off. Signed, The Rest of Us. And my other question is for the New Hampshire Prosecutor's Office, and really, the New Hampshire court system as a whole. You are just as bad as someone who does what Todd Burnham has been accused of. A fucking plea deal? Really? A plea deal? Nothing says you're keeping the children of New Hampshire safe, like telling a man, Hey buddy, so, really do think you drugged, and then raped at least four small children. Hell, we got so much evidence that we arrested you and been holding you in jail for months now. But we're kind of tired. It's been a long day. Just sign here and in exchange for not making us have to do our jobs, we'll let you out earlier than we said and you can get back to what you were doing before we bothered you. I may make light of that, but that's exactly what you fucking did. So, I'm going to say this as clear as I can. Mr. and Mrs. Prosecutor, just because you can offer a plea deal doesn't mean you should. We say things like, we will prosecute to the fullest extent of the law, and yet you never do. If we all can't come together and decide that the people who drug and rape our children probably aren't the right moonbat fucking crazy hombres that we should be taking it easy on, I'm just saying, I think we can agree that people who rape our kids probably shouldn't get deals. Okay, what else do we have here? Oh yeah, anybody hear the story of the barrels they found buried in Bearbrook Park? I was just reading about this this morning, actually. So no? Well, they were put there by someone who really was inspired by the Easter Bunny, I think. I mean, who else do we know that likes to hide shit that has prizes in them? Oh, shit, the prizes. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot to mention that part. Duh. So I said there were barrels they found buried in a state park, right? 
Well, guess what some lucky excavator found when he popped the top? Yep, three kids and their mom. Kind of like Hannibal Lecter's version of a Kinder Egg. Anyways, I'm getting off track. So, as well as the incredibly not edible eggs I just mentioned, there's also the story of a Jane Doe in California who was searching for her parents. And I could not make this up, but apparently there is a hell of a connection between the two stories. See, Jane Doe grew up thinking she knew who she was. Until someone ruined it and told her she was actually just found one day when she was a child and no one knows who the fuck she really is. So, the newly christened Jane decided she just had to find out who her real parents are. But she had no clue where to start because no one knew anything about her. Which I don't know about you, but there have been whole fucking years of my life where I would have been a pincushion for Cirque du Soleil guys if I could just erase who I was. Okay, that was weird, admittedly. Okay, so Jane thought up the idea of contacting one of those genealogy DNA test websites like uh, Ancestry.com or 23andMe or something. And this is one of the reasons why I'm a firm believer you should never take one of those tests. What you find out may not be that fun. She ended up finding some actual family. And after what I can only imagine was her annoying the hell out of that family. I mean, why else would her abductor, uh, was named Bob Evans, cross the country with this child, opening a massive restaurant chain? Wait, different guy? Oh, sorry. But why would he take her from New Hampshire to California, which says to me, he really wanted to have a daughter. And then he just dropped her off in a dumpster or wherever? I'm telling you, the kid must have been annoying as fuck. No, back to track. Okay, so Janie Doe takes a DNA ancestry test and tracks down the first cousin or something here in New Hampshire and follows the lead right into discovering that her mother found her so annoying that she asked a kind transient Bob Evans to please kill her and her other three children and bury them in makeshift coffins and take that child so far away that they didn't have to listen to her anymore. I'm telling you, that kid must have been fucking annoying. That's right, send your hate mail to thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com. I'm joking. Really. Bob Evans murdered Denise Bowden in brutal fashion, as well as her three children, and abducted the little girl that is now known as Don Bowden, and ran off to California where he abandoned her and eventually died after some time. I guess you really can get away with murder. Looks like every cop show we've ever seen on TV has been lying to us. Why did he do it? No one will ever know. Dude's dead. I don't think you're going to get many answers out of him without a Ouija board and that secretly gay John Edwards guy. But... Obviously, the story has a happy ending. Don Bowden finally knows who she really is, and I would imagine she also learned to invest heavily in insurance because she is definitely the most unlucky motherfucker that I have heard about in a while. And lastly tonight, we know of at least one special someone who had a Tuesday morning to remember. According to WHDH Boston, a Manchester, New Hampshire woman broke into a random apartment on Beach Street, which, well, of course, it's what you do on Beach Street, and anybody who lives in Manchester knows exactly what I mean when I say that. Well, when the woman who actually lived in the apartment woke up to find a fucked up heroin pooba in her bedroom, she chased her out of the place. And along the way, and in pursuit, the victim in this case said she saw Renee Wright, 34, take a gun out of her purse, and I would imagine that's when our victim shit herself, thinking she was about to die. Well, it turns out, though, that heroin is a hell of a drug, and Miss Wright decided to, in all of her wisdom, throw the gun at her victim instead of pulling the trigger. Which, after careful examination of the weapon, yeah, it turned out to be a fucking BB gun. Though I imagine they didn't have to examine it too hard. Uh, let's see here. I don't have a bunch of jokes for that story because, frankly, Renee Wright's story kind of seems like enough of a joke to put out there and kind of writes itself. But, in the spirit of the program, why don't we give it a shot? Alright, this one's kind of a dad joke. Why did the heroin addict call his drugs Jesus Christ? 
Well, so he could get high and take the Lord's name in vain. You're welcome. Da, 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 da. Let's do. Da, 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 da. Let's do. Da, 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 da. Let's do. Da, 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 da. Oh shit! What are we doing again? Fuck. Hey everybody, welcome to our newest segment, Let's Do, which is actually co-created by our beautifully big-breasted Gretchen. So everybody, give her a round of applause. The idea behind Let's Do is that we're going to go out into the world and with all these different places that we've been visiting every weekend so we can talk to you folks about it, uh, we're going to find one, I don't want to call him Odd Duck, but we're going to find somebody who stands out in their own little special way, somebody who we just absolutely have to go ahead and interview. And we're going to go ahead and bring that to you as part of Let's Do. So this week, who did we meet? Jason Ross. That's right, folks. We ran across 10-year Manchester native Jason Ross, who I'm sure you're wondering, why would we interview Mr. Ross? And, well, I got to tell you, it's been a hot one in Manchester. I don't know if you can hear the fans behind us in the studio here. But we decided to take some time, go down to the river, drink a couple beers, maybe smoke a J. And uh, we did some magnet fishing and ran across Mr. Ross just sitting half naked up to his chest in the river meditating. And as Gretchen put it, He's either incredibly high or incredibly insane. So as you can imagine, I took it upon myself to talk to him. And I apologize now for the quality. While we did just get this new uh, audio recorder and we are getting used to it, it was quite the windy day, so when you got three microphones going, you tend to pick some stuff up. But here's Mr. Ross on why he was out in the river. Can you tell us why you were uh, meditating out in the river? Oh, I was just uh, hanging out, trying to get grounded, you know, from sitting in work all day and... I got a couple pounds to lose, so I figured, you know, finding a spot in the river. It was nice. I'm sure it was nice, because Mr. Ross happened to be there for quite some time. When we showed up at noon, maybe 1 o'clock, we had gone ahead and marched our way down the river away from him after passing him initially. And when we returned, maybe an hour and a half to two hours later, Mr. Ross was, of course, still sitting in the river, eyes closed. God knows what he was thinking. So when I had a chance to talk to Jason Ross... Well, one question really beamed in my mind. Very cool. So, uh, should the people of Manchester expect you out here meditating often? Or I'm not going to say exactly where we are just to keep people safe, but... Everybody should get, should get outside and drown themselves, you know? That's right, folks. He said drown yourselves. You heard that one correctly. So while Mr. Ross was actually quite pleasant to meet, uh, he did come off as a... Well, let's just say his thoughts trailed off. When we asked him what motivates you to come to the river to meditate, he replied, "It's just the, the history. You know, we were the um, the capital of the world and um, textiles." And I want to say it was right about here that he, and no joke, offered us edibles. Which let me tell you, kids, don't take edible drugs from strangers. Which I have to admit did throw me a little bit. But once we got back on track. Again, Jason Ross was quite kind and courteous and nice enough to finish the interview with us. All right, and with that, we just want to say thank you, and uh, I hope you enjoyed your time. Oh, definitely, and thank you. Very cool. Now, Mr. Ross was nice enough, as we said, to give the interview, and we are forever grateful to you, Jason. But one thing that did seem a little bit odd is as soon as we got off microphone, that's when things picked up a little, and we found out, should you come across Jason Cross sitting half, Jason Ross, sorry, sitting half naked in a river, we do want to warn you, he also told us that sometimes he does it fully naked. So, 
Should you come across Jason Ross in your travels, make sure to do it slowly and make sure he sees you coming. All right, folks, that's it for Let's Do. Next week, we'll have another interview with another stranger. You never know who you're going to meet. Have a good night, folks. This has been Let's Do. Let's do! Let's do! Let's do! Oh, shit, what are we doing again? Fuck. All right, folks, that's it for this week's Peter Pod Network. Hopefully you did enjoy the two new segments there. The revamped brown noise, and of course, the newest one, Let's Do. So, if you go ahead and let us know how we're doing at thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com, let us know how we can improve Let's Do, because I promise you that one's just a, uh, I got a feeling that's a turd that's getting ready to be polished. And if you want to find the archives with the episodes, the shorts, the parody songs, the funny little videos with the fucked up stuffed animals, go ahead and check us out at peterpodnetwork.com. You'll find everything we make, it's all stored there. And, as always, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all the major socials, at PeterPodNetwork. We're there, and we're a little bit square, so help us improve. Like we said, go ahead and contact us at ThePeterPodNetwork at gmail.com. All right, I've said that twice. That means I'm getting a little bit too tired for this gig. So, until next week, this has been PeterPod for Gretchen, for Will in the Back. Have a great night. Every time I'm told not to, no, I just can't help myself. Can't help himself. Don't do that. Well, now I have to. Right, I'm to probably going to hell. Go to hell. Love it when no people make faces. Make faces. Because yeah. I just locked the door. Don't lock that and door. And I might have stolen the remote he control. Stole the and put on rear runs of Jersey now you Shore. Gotta watch Jersey Shore. I have a game when I drive down drive the road. Down the Handicapped road. kids are worth two points. I'm the guy that said your kids are nasty. Then I took them out and smoked so a I joint. Every time I'm told not to, no, no. I just can't help myself. Can't help myself. Don't do that. Well, now I Lord, have to. I have I'm to probably going to hell. Go to hell. Lord, I
Don't do that well now I have to I'm probably going down Every time